Now that's a good clap. It hurt. That clap hurt. That's how good it was. It fucking hurt. What's up, guys? Here we are. We're back at it, doing the damn thing. I um, I fucking injured my finger. My my right hand middle finger. I gashed it up. I got gashed up, and uh, from a mandolin, not the tiny little instrument, but the uh, like a cooking mandolin, like the thing that you can like. You know, like fruits and shit, or I guess not fruits, like onions and tomatoes and shit, where you just be like, that's the only way I know how to explain it. Um, but I, I went, I was going, and I got my finger, and it was bad. And it was the first time in my life where I was like, do I need to go to the hospital for this cut? I mean, I was bleeding through paper towels on paper towels. And then I started using a towel towel and I started bleeding through that. It was bad. It was really bad. Um, and I was like, God damn, I'm gonna have to get stitches. They're going to fucking take this finger. Um, I'm not going to be able to do any more cute double middle finger pictures. You know, that's going to suck. Um, and I I was like, God, I was for like three seconds. I thought I was going to pass out. And I only didn't pass out. I've done this one other time in my life. I did it at Bonnaroo in 2019, where I know for a fact that I only didn't pass out because I didn't want to be that guy. You know, you don't want to be the guy that cuts his finger and passes out by himself in his apartment and either bleeds out and dies or has to pick himself up and there's just blood everywhere. And then I definitely have to go to the hospital. I didn't want to be that guy. And not wanting to be that guy has saved me, I think. I think we're not going to find out until post. Until way later in my life that all throughout my early adulthood, I've spent a lot of time just not wanting to be that guy. I did it at Bonnaroo where I thought that I was about to overdose on Molly. And uh, I literally felt on the brink of passing out because I took too much Molly. And, and I thought to myself, you don't want to be the guy in line for the silent disco that passes out because he took too much Molly. And me not wanting to be that guy so bad is what willed me out of passing out and having a seizure. And, you know, someone in the middle of Bonner having to go, medic! <laughs> You know, like we're storming Normandy, you know? Medic! Just a dude in a fucking Indian headdress just having to yell for a medic. I saw that a couple times at Bonnaroo. It was so fucking funny. It was so funny every single time I saw it. People would just pass out on bad drugs and someone someone would be like, We need a medic! (laughs) You know, like he got shot in war. Like he's gonna get a purple heart. He probably does have a purple heart. There's no blood going through it, you know. God bless. That was the best, man. That was that was by far my favorite part of Bonnaroo. Was figuring out number one how many people like professionally go to Bonnaroo. Like that's her entire personality. But also seeing when shit goes bad at Bonnaroo. That shit was so entertaining to me to have to see people. You know, like 
have to sit down their girlfriend and be like, you need to drink water, you know, like having tiffs at, at a music festival, just having like little arguments with your significant other. I wasn't looking at the seven girls walking with wearing just pasties on their titties and their pussy. You know, I wasn't looking at them, babe. That shit was so funny to me. I just thought that that was you're in a place of pure bliss. You're in a place of unadulterated happiness and there's all of the best bands and musicians in the world all around you and there's fucking corn dogs and funnel cakes and like Indian food and burritos. It's just a place of pure bliss. And to get mad, you know, to get mad over some silly shit in the middle of a music festival. People can't help themselves. People can't help but to be upset in any situation, people get upset at Disneyland. People get upset at Bonnaroo. People just can't just have fun, you know? Even people without kids. Like, you'll just go. I remember when I was a kid, we would go to this place called Wave Country a lot in Nashville. I th- I'm pretty sure it's completely shut down because of gang violence. But uh, it was near the airport in Nashville. And it, it was this place where it just had this huge, like, this big pool. I don't know what's going on. Do I have COVID? I'm getting that bullshit thing where your ear pops just because you have, like, sinus pressure. I hate this shit. This is, my, this is my least favorite thing in the world. And it happens to me all the time in the morning when I talk too much. I can't fix it. Okay. I think that's it. Um, we would go to wave country all the time when I was a kid. It was really cheap. And it was like, there There was National Shores, which is like a legit water park. It's got like a million rides and there's a bunch of shit going on. But I, it, I think it's pretty expensive. And wave country had to be $3. There's no way it was, it was any more than $3 because there were two things you could do. There was for for a while there were only two things you could do there was the wave pool which is this humongous pool that would like it was like a beach like it would start at ground level and then it would go and i swear to god it was like 50 yards long maybe longer i don't know but it would start it was like a beach it would start at the shore and then it would get deeper and gradually get deeper and deeper and it went to like 12 feet and at the 12 feet end they would generate these waves. The sound would go off like every 10 minutes. And they would generate these huge waves. And they would, you know, if you're out in the like 12 to 6 foot, it was just kind of, you would just kind of be doing a lot of that. Like it would just be a wave would go by. But then if you're a little bit closer, it would, they would crash. They would, you know, they would curl the waves and crash. And uh, People would, I I mean, I was a kid and I remember seeing teenagers that were like couples and I thought that they were practically adults. These people were probably 16 years old. And uh, there would be like a bunch of people that would be holding hands in a circle on inner tubes. And one person would accidentally crash, you know, like somebody in the group would accidentally let go of the hands and tumble and like fucking wash up on shore you know like it's inception and they would just wash up and they would have no idea where they are they would see all their friends fucking 50 yards away and every once in a while 
like somebody in the group and it was almost always I felt like the girlfriend of the dude that crashed would get so mad that he let go you know like like they were on the Titanic like they were just having like some kind of little yeah! little morality play in the middle of a of a place with just Kurdish gangsters all around them you know just a bunch of Mexicans and Kurdish people everywhere and they were just like why did you let go I thought you loved me and it's like just shut up just enjoy the waves and then the only other thing that there was to do was there was a double water slide and you and you could would go down at the same time as someone else and I would say 75% of the time when I would go down those water slides, I would get to the bottom and I would, my butthole would hit the nose of the person that went down right before me. Usually they, the dude that was up top, again, probably 16 year old. I thought he was the coolest person that ever lived. It was probably just some dude that was 16 and high. And he would like look over the edge and see if the people swam away. And then he would let the next people go. And I swear. Most of the time, the guy that was letting me go didn't check, and he'd just be like, "All right, go ahead." And I would go down, and there would be like a little kid, and he'd be looking back up the slide, and I'd be going down butthole first, just going down like this, <laughs> and I would just hit him right in the fucking face. And I felt bad most of the time. Some of the times, I I didn't feel bad. Um, and that's that on that, dude. And that was the life I used to live. And this is the podcast that I used to do, and that I still do. Welcome to. What's wrong with Matt Boyd? This is the podcast with stories and every once in a while a little bit of life advice and every once in a while just some neat observations about things that make me a little mad for no reason, you know? And this is the podcast. This is kind of uh I would say, I would best describe this as a podcast that probably needs a surgeon general's warning. This is a podcast it's probably bad for you um i definitely don't think it's good for you and i think that sometime soon i'm going to be legally required by the u.s federal government to tell you the side effects of this podcast um there should be like a like a fast talking dude like on a pill commercial you know for every episode of this podcast but i'm not going to do that because i don't want to edit it because i'm also the editor i'm the host i'm the editor I'm everything. I'm the cameraman. Shout out that camera. Shout out that camera. And this is, here we are. Here we are and we're doing it. Um, this one's coming out a little bit later than I usually like to get them out. I usually like them. I would love to have a nice, crisp, cool podcast out for you guys every Friday at midnight in the morning. Um, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes I just can't. I try to, I'm recording this on Friday. It's also the first one, I'm recording this in the morning on Friday. This is the first time I've ever done a morning podcast. This is my coffee. I guarantee you it's too hot and it's going to piss me off. Not too hot. That's my first sip of coffee of the day. Here we are. We're right into it. Isn't it weird how that genuinely does change your body chemistry after you have a little bit of coffee in the morning? It was a little too hot. I burned my mouth. I was trying to play cool for you guys. That definitely burned my mouth. I fucking hate how hot coffee is. I fucking hate it. It's so annoying. 
It's so annoying how long it takes coffee to cool down. It sucks that you have to brew coffee at a certain temperature for it to come out right, but it's only enjoyable at like half that temperature, and so you have to fucking wait. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. That's why I love iced coffee, but you can't you can't make iced coffee on your own. You got a cold brew. I'm not going to become a cold brew guy. I'm not going to have cold brew in my own house. Who am I? An author? What do I fucking, who do I think I am? I'm just going to start making my own cold brew. Who, who am I? Sarah? Am I every Sarah that's ever lived? I can't do that. So I got to just tough it out. I got to drink hot ass coffee that burns me. I feel like I don't have any taste buds anymore. I've just spent so much time. It's pizza and coffee, dude. Why they got to be the two best things in the world and they come out so hot. It's so annoying, you know? I don't know, man. I'm so fucking pissed about it, though, dude. I'm, I'm mad. I'm riled up. I'm hot. I'm hot behind the ears. I'm stark raving in. I'm rip-roaring mad about stupid shit like why is coffee so goddamn hot? And I don't want patience. I've been getting better at having some patience, but... It's, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not there with coffee yet. And I don't know if I ever will be. Cold brew is so expensive. When you go out places and you order cold brew, it's so goddamn expensive. Why is it more expensive than just regular coffee? Why can't it be the same price? You make it the same way. I, my black ass, used to work at a place that I made the cold brew. You dump a shitload of coffee and like this like fishnet type thing, like this mesh bag. And then you put that bag in a bucket, like a like a clear Lowe's bucket. And then you pour water over, cold water, over the grounds. And it goes through the bag, but the grounds don't, into the bucket. And then uh, you, this is just the process of cold brew. And then I think you have to wait at least 12 hours, but... It's best if you wait like 24 hours. And then the next day, you take the bag out and you let it drain the rest of the coffee into the thing. And it's all coffee, but it's like tepid. It's like room temperature. And then you can pour that over ice. And now it's cold brew coffee. And it's phenomenal. It's so good. But who has the time? Who remembers to make coffee? You know? And who wants to just have a big jug of tepid coffee? I already have a jug of tepid water sitting on my kitchen table because I can't drink hard water down here in Texas because I don't want fucking, I don't want to get whatever makes local people from Texas crazy. So I'm not going to drink the hard water. And I honestly still don't even know what hard water is. I keep saying it, but I don't know what it actually is. And every once in a while I got to boil just water to get my fucking my my uh my warm compress gel bag which we'll talk about here in a minute hot so i can put it on my eye cuz i have a goddamn sty on my eye and when i boil that water sometimes i just leave it the water in the pot and then the next day i'll go and there's filth like swilling around in the pot and i know it's whatever all that swill is all that shit that makes hard water hard water you know it's disgusting uh, but I have to do it. I have a sty on my eye. That's also, that's one of the reasons that this is coming out so late is that, uh, I spent a lot of earlier this week, uh, putting off doing the podcast cause I have this goddamn sty 
on my eye, on my left eye. I don't know if you can see it. I'm fucking Lisa Left Style Lopez. And uh, I wanted to wait and see if it would go away. And I didn't know what a style was when it appeared. Um, so I thought that it was just a pimple. If you guys ever get what looks to be a pimple on your eyelid, it's not a pimple. It's a sty. Now, I don't know what a sty is. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think that the internet said that it was like, I don't know, one of your oil glands or something gets clogged up and fucking swells up on you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what a sty is, but it looks like a pimple. So I thought it was a pimple. So I tried to pop it, uh, two days ago and after I tried to pop it and it wouldn't pop, I looked up what it was and it was a sty and they say, don't pop it. It just makes it worse. So I made it worse. My ass made it worse. And, uh, now it's just there and I think it might be there forever. And, uh, and I'm going to just look like fucking, uh, uh, sloth from the Goonies for the rest of my life, you know? And that's just the life I live now. I'm ugly. Congrats, Matt. You're ugly. I don't know. Maybe I'll be okay. Maybe it won't be the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Um, but I'll tell you this much. I haven't, I've, I don't feel like I've had a pimple in a very long time. I don't really, I got a lot of acne when I was in high school, but I don't, I don't really get it anymore. And, uh, people that like pimple popping videos need to grow up. It's gross. It's a gross thing to be into. It's a gross thing that happens to your body. I, I still don't understand why it happens. I don't understand where pimples come from, why we get them, why you get them when you're a teenager and then you stop getting them. I don't understand them, but they're gross and I hated them when I was a teenager. And the people that grew up and became these like, oh, I, I love looking at videos where people drain abscesses. Grow up. That's disgusting. It's, it's such a disgusting way to live. I don't, I don't get wh how, where you get off thinking that you're, if, if you like that, you shouldn't be excited to tell people. You should keep it to yourself. Oh, I love, you watch videos and people just have pus pouring out of their back or like their fucking abdomen and people are just like, oh, I can't get enough. <laughs> it's so gross, dude. Grow up. I can't believe that people just watch that shit. I was like popping my own fucking sty the other day. And I was like, this is disgusting. I can't even handle doing it when I think I'm helping myself. You know? And people are just like, oh, I can't get enough. It's so disgusting. Grow up. Anyway, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm out here in 2021, the year of our Lord and Savior. Just kind of trying to make it work i uh i'm i'm sober i haven't had nary a cigarette or a a alcoholic beverage since the start of this year uh so it's been two weeks and um i hate it um i i didn't realize i never was one to love drinking before i've actually notoriously been the type of guy that feels like it sucks. Like, I would drink all the time, and I feel like I never liked doing it. I don't know why I ever did it. I wish I never had a single drop of alcohol in my life. 
I guarantee you I'll have another one. There's no way I'm never going to drink again. Um, but I, I just don't like doing it. It's not fun. I don't have a good time when I drink. Um, it's, it's honestly, if I've learned anything about the way I drink and why I drink is that it's one or two, maybe three beers before a set of live stand-up comedy really makes it a lot easier to bomb. I don't feel like it ever affected the way I did comedy. I don't think that it made me any better or worse when I was drunk as compared to when I was sober. I still don't feel that way. But I feel like I still bomb the exact same way. And it's just easier to bomb when you're a little drunk. Just a little, just got a little buzz going. It's a little bit easier. But now, over the last couple of weeks, I've been bombing in an unreal fashion at a at a high clip. At a high clip. Today is Friday. Um, I, I started doing open mics this week on Monday. Um, and I've already done eight open mics. And I think that I've had maybe my eight worst bombs I've ever had in my entire stand-up career. Definitely eight of the top ten. I could say that there were two others, um, both actual shows. Um, no, that's actually not true. One at an actual show, one another open mic. The fucking pop came back. It's so annoying. <sighs> um, it just got worse. That thing where it's like your ear pops and it feels like you got two voices going. I don't understand how that works and why that works. And it keeps cutting in and out. There's like a bad microphone in my ear. I don't know how to fix it. Um, oh, it's getting worse. Oh, no. It's getting worse. Oh, is that it? That helped. Hmm. Whoa. Uh, crazy. That's all I got to do? I bet that looked fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've just had some really unreal bombs. It's right back. The poppin's right back. Um, and the, the, the reason that I feel like the bombs are all that worse is because I, I just remember them now because I've just been completely sober the whole time and I, I hate it. I hate it. I've always hated bombing, but I hate it even more right now when I'm just completely sober and I'm trying to take control and I'm under the impression that that's supposed to make you better and then you're still bombing or honestly, I feel like I'm bombing at a higher clip um, than I was before and I'm just completely sober through the entire experience. I never realized how much I fucking hated being at open mics other than now when I'm not drinking at all. Um, I fucking hate being there. I hate every single part of the process of being at an open mic and uh, having a new joke and trying it and it failing. It sucks. It fucking sucks. And now that I'm a raw dog in reality, it's only getting worse. It feels like uh, you just have too many of your senses and, and you can kind of take it all in. And now I guess I understand like exactly why people quit. Maybe people quit drinking and drugging before they go out and do open mics and then they realize, oh my God, have I been bombing like this th the entire time? I fucking, maybe I should just quit. But 
I, I'm not going to quit, but it's, it's, I fucking get why people do, you know? I'm just tired of, of sitting there for a couple hours and then going up in front of three people, whatever. I'm not going to start complaining about doing open bikes, but, um, yeah, the, the whole, I guess this is the longest stretch that I've ever in my adult life that I've been completely sober as well as doing something that I love and really trying really hard at it. And it's a, uh, it's a lot. It's just fucking, I guess you just have to kind of learn how to master, you know, the, the emotions and the, and the, the whole idea of the entire situation block out the way other people feel. There's a lot of, when you do open mics, there's a lot of like, not only energy vampires, but like energy dump trucks, you know, there's a lot of people that want to put their entire situation onto you, especially if you're a good person and you're like good to talk to and you're polite and you're nice to people, people will then take that as an excuse to like be like, Ugh, take all this because you, you come off as the type of person that can handle it. Or, um, you know, a lot of people just, a lot of people, and this transcends open my comedy, but a lot of people in this day and age, uh, genuinely think that the entire world is a place to help them get better and they do nothing for themselves to deal with their own fuck-ups and bad thoughts and mental illnesses and they think that the entire world is an outlet to find the people that will take care of you for you and it's annoying as shit and and it happens all the time and I just feel like it's exemplified is that the word I'm looking for it's it's bigger at a at an open mic where it's kind of 85% of the people there are like I have all of these social anxieties and I'm a I have a personality disorder and I'm a bad person and and I and I'm I'm weak and I can't I can't keep it all in and I think that it's what makes me funny so I'm just gonna put that on people and it's annoying as shit, and it's really hard to tell these people to shut the fuck up because they, I guess they technically have a problem, and you can't just you know tell people with problems to shut the fuck up. But that shit was a lot easier to deal with when I was drinking. Uh, when you can have two or three beers in you and you kind of lose the inhibition to not uh, make fun of those people, or it wouldn't even be that I'd make fun of them all that much as... I'm just so easy going when I'm drunk that I let I let it happen. I'll I'll play. I'll fucking tussle, dude. I'll act like I give a shit, you know, about your undying need to be validated by people that you don't even know their last name. You know, I'll fucking deal with it with you. But now I don't have it. Now that I'm sober and I kind of don't want to be there in the first place. Um and I'm I'm tired. I have no newfound energy because, you know, when you start drinking, you kind of get this new energy for the night. It's like a different state of mind. So you feel like 
it's kind of like a new day or there's like a kind of clean slate to act out, act a fool, pop off. But when you're sober, it's just like, oh, I've been here since this morning, you know? So I'm even more tired than I used to be. And so now I'm tired. I'm a little cranky. I'm unsettled. I'm sober. And people walk up to you. And they want you to, you know, like they still expect you, because they don't know that I'm sober, but they expect me to still be the guy that like, wants to talk to them about, you know, fucking mob movies, you know? And I don't. I fucking don't. And to be honest, it's hard to tell them that I never did. I was just, I used to be too drunk to stop you. But now I definitely don't. Now I couldn't care less about what you think about the difference between The Godfather and Goodfellas. I fucking don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. And it, you can't really, you know, they're just being nice, I guess. I guess they think we're friends. Um, but, you know, if we're not riffing, what are we doing? If I don't love you and we're not riffing, why are we talking? You don't have to talk. It's the it's the biggest thing. I, I don't, I kind of just want to become, uh, I want to use all of this energy and any kind of clout that I ever get. I don't have it right now, but if I ever get any, I want to use it all uh, to become a guy that tells people, you don't have to talk. You, nobody gives a fuck about the weather. I think we all understand that. Everybody knows that. Nobody really has weather conversations anymore um, because it's kind of, be, you know, it's become cliche and like a hack thing to do. But it that people quit talking about the weather, but they thought that it was the weather's fault, you know, and it never was the weather's fault. What we didn't like about talking about the weather was the general idea under the weather, which is that you're just talking about something as my dad used to say, to hear your head rattle. You're just talking to hear your head rattle. You're just saying something to be saying something. And you don't have to do that. And so when you see somebody who's minding their own business, people that are minding their black-owned business, on their own phone, doing whatever the fuck they're doing, not looking at anybody, not looking around, in my case, way more often than not, laughing into their phone, seeing shit that's interesting, that's giving them a good time. You don't have to come sit down next to them. And by them, I mean me. You don't have to come sit down next to me and start talking about, you know, your fantasy football team. I don't fucking care. I've never cared. Even if I played fantasy football, I wouldn't fucking care. You could start talking about my favorite thing in the world. And if I don't like you, honestly, I might stop liking that thing. I'm not going to just start talking to you because you watched the last episode of The Mandalorian. I don't fucking care. I don't know you. I'm a fucking blast. That's what you're getting from this podcast is that I'm a fucking fun person to be around. This is morning Matt. This is morning Matt energy. I guess I'm just mad about stuff. Am I this mad at night? I don't know if I am. Is it the day? Is it the time of day or is it the week I've had? I finally, I, I always thought about this, that um, 
you know when people say that like they have a bad day i i never really understood how people knew that like how people kind of would get to the end of their day and calculate that it was a bad day i've just never understood that um because i've never i've never once been at the end of a day been like damn this is i'd had a bad day today I don't know if it's just kind of the way I think. I've certainly, there's literally no way I've never had a bad day. But I just, I guess I just never was the type to think that way. I was just kind of always like, the day's over and there's going to be another one. And I don't really get uh, hung up about how the day went. I'm usually very good at not getting hung up on bad things that happen. But yesterday and the day before were both days where I like sat down to eat dinner at fucking midnight or one thirty in the morning and was like, damn, I had, today was a bad day it, that, that finally started happening for me. And it was, and it sucked. It's back. what I do? Did this one cross time? How's that sound? How's that for you fucking ASMR freaks? Um, that didn't help. Now I'm just dizzy. That helped last time. I feel like I got water in my ear. I'm bad at showering. I get water in my ear. It's like I'm at fucking wave country. Um, ah, It's back. It's so annoying. Did we get it? We got it. Maybe I'm just going to end it. But anyway, you know, had a couple of bad days, but here we are. We're back at it. Maybe that's where the negative energy comes from. Maybe not. Maybe this is just how I feel every morning and I just don't talk enough. Maybe it's good that I don't talk this much in the morning. I don't know. But here it is. This is the fucking episode of the week. Thanks for being here. Um, You can watch. Wait, hold on. Pray tell. No. Uh, What's wrong with Matt Boyd? Uh, You can find this on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and Patreon. And you can like, share, subscribe, buy, preach.